All right, welcome to this episode of Monetizing Your Mental Capital. This is a micro episode. We're at the TNC conference. Robert Brill and I, Robert's here, welcome. Hey, Will, good to see you. So Robert and I, last night we went bowling and he went on a serious quest to find some food and it was up to like 3 a.m. It's like crazy. So appreciate his uh, effort at 3.20. It's the end, you know, final run here. A lot of people have already gone home. But we're excited and we're here on this podcast. Thanks for having me, Will. This is great. Okay. So first question on monetizing your mental capital. I want you to go way back and remember the first time in your past where you monetized mental capital. So this could be like a lemonade stand. A few people have talked about selling all sorts of illegal things. I mean, you name it. What was it that came early? I was in college and somehow I monetized making PowerPoint presentations for people. I don't know. It, it could have been high school. It, it, one of those things. And I was like, yeah, I'll make PowerPoint presentations for you. I was like, oh, this is how you make a business. Like you figure out something that other people don't know how to do. And, you know, you see if there's a market for it and what they'll pay you. It felt a little sleazeball and slimy. I didn't understand what I was feeling at the time. It was just like, I could do this, but it feels a little awkward. I made like a couple hundred bucks on it. That has got to be a first, my friend. So you made PowerPoint presentations and there were just like other students that, you know, they had to do a presentation for X, Y, or Z and they'd give you the content and then you'd put it together? Yeah, it was basically like, you know, I think this was in college actually now that I think about it. And I was like, yeah, there's people who don't know how to use PowerPoint. I was a computer geek to a degree. I knew enough about PowerPoint. I was like, oh, I can actually make money on this. This is amazing. And then I was like, wait, what are the ethical concerns about this? Like, is it plagiarism? The fact that I'm helping, am I helping people cheat? It's not really my ideas. I'm just putting stuff into a presentation. So. I love it. And I think that one of the things that's interesting about entrepreneurship is sometimes that ethical concern is second. You're like, wait a minute, hold on. This was a good idea and they're paying me money, but could I get in trouble for this? Like <laughs> there is a, a real aspect of like, okay, I'm providing something of value, but is this value going to be kosher with everyone? Yeah. You know, what I think about these entrepreneurial experiences is that they unlock new decision-making frameworks that get used many years later. Those early experiences that people have, and then the subsequent second or third order effects are really valuable and really great testing grounds for future massive opportunities and it really helps you identify what type the type of person you want to be beautiful okay so what i want to do now is i want to imagine that i could hand you a cell phone and that cell phone actually rings robert right when he's about to do that you know he's getting in there he's just realized wow i just made a couple hundred bucks helping people do powerpoint presentations you can call him right now and, and give him some ideas. What, what would you tell him to do differently? Buy Bitcoin 2012. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that's it. I practice this. I've seen this on Twitter. My response is always the same. Buy Bitcoin 2012. All right. So now that Robert from that age has bought Bitcoin in 2012 and he's now independently wealthy, what else? Assuming there were other things... <laughs> I mean, we've all seen Back to the Future and, you know, Biff taking back the almanac. And we've heard that, which I, I love that when it comes up every once in a while when I ask this question. What else would you tell him? Foster this. Keep doing this. This is the right path. So foster this entrepreneurial spirit. 
keep doing this. This is the right path. Okay. I love it. Last question. What tip, trick, hack, or book that you've come across over the last year has made you feel like you could upscale your ability to monetize mental capital? In a dramatic way, Descript. It's a really great AI-driven tool where you can, once you record video or audio, it allows you to edit videos with a few clicks. Like, for example, ums, yeah, any of those filler words, it will automatically take out filler words. It will automatically take out dead space in a video or an audio. And then finally, it's really quick to templatize like subtitles that need to look a certain way and edit content. What you lack in it is is a, the fine edits that actual human editors will do. So it's not going to give you that great quality of content. But it gives you, for my business, minimum level of quality on the content that we put out such that I can create multiple variations of the same video to test different hooks and headlines and intro points. And it's fast. I mean, after we create the video, you know, if we're creating a, a two to three minute TikTok video, it takes maybe 30 minutes to output three or four different cuts of the same video, fully ready to publish on TikTok and other social channels. Love it. That is a fantastic tip, trick, hack, or tool in this situation. Thank you, Robert, for joining us. Assuming the listeners wanted to reach out, What's the best way to get in touch? Our website is brillmedia.co, B as in boy, R-I-L-L media.co. Click on the start now and you'll be able to schedule a consultation with me about marketing, advertising, strategy, business growth, meta ads, creative testing, anything that's uh, relevant to the growth of your business. Beautiful. Over and out for this episode of Monetizing Your Mental Capital.